Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, we started ministering this morning, and uh, we didn't get done with it. That's not unusual, is it? <laughs> but you know what? I've learned a long time ago. Brother Osteen always said, you just unhook and hook back up again. So, you know, and, and so what we're going to do, we're just going to hook back up tonight. Amen. Praise God. And we were talking, ministering this morning on the, the subject of believing with the heart. Believing with the heart. Now, you, you know, what we're saying here, believing with the heart, is more than just believing it by memorizing something or with your mind. You've got to get it in your heart, man, in the spirit man, and let that spirit man Bring it alive. Can you say amen? But I, I want to read Romans 10, verse 8 and 9 again this morning, uh, tonight. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart... One believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Now, we talked a little bit this morning about heart faith and head faith. You know, a lot of times we've got head faith. When I say head faith, that's, you know, it's easy to mentally assent to something and mentally agree to something, even though it may not be exactly what God is wanting us to do. We, we mentally assent to it. We haven't really got our heart into it yet. Uh, uh, I was, when you were talking about the lady getting saved, you know, you know, she believed with her heart. She believed with her heart. The man that was hanging on the cross beside Jesus, one of them was ridiculing him and, and, uh, you know, making fun of him and said, if you're really the king, just get us all down off this cross. And, and the other one though, he humbled himself and said, Lord, would you please remember me where you go today? And Jesus turned to him and said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Hallelujah. See, God, if we believe in our heart. Now, the other man had the same opportunity. He had the same opportunity to believe God. He could have been saved also had he called on the name of the Lord. Jesus came to redeem. He came to purchase. He came to buy uh, with his blood us so we can have that freedom and that right to accept Him and receive everything. But you got to believe in your heart. I, I mean, you know, uh, so often people just, they just haven't got it down in their heart yet. They mentally know some things, but they just haven't let it get in their heart. See, when it's in your heart, it becomes part of you. I mean, those that, when you get something in your heart, it becomes part of you. And uh, when you say something, it's going to be, it's because of what's in your heart. What, didn't the Bible say, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if we've got anger coming out, guess what? That's what we've got in our heart. But if we've got love coming out, that's what we've got in our heart. If we've got doubt, fear, and unbelief coming out, that's what's in our heart. But if we've got faith and the word of faith and God's word coming out of our mouth, that's what's in our heart. And guess who's going to, what's going to, who's going to prevail? It's the one that has it in their heart. They that believe in their heart. So believing in the heart is more than head faith. Head faith is ruled by our senses. If if we feel good, then we're happy. If we if we 
don't have any difficulties, uh, you know, messing up our plans, then we have peace. How many understands that sometimes things go, get out of whack? And they go different direction than what you wanted it to go. And the peace seems like it just goes out the window. And uh, you, because you're not letting the heart rule, you're letting the circumstances in our head, our mentally ascending head up here, rule the situation rather than letting God's peace rule. Instead of saying, well, I'm not going to let this trouble me. Because I know that my God's in charge. I know that God directs my steps. I know that God leads me everywhere I go. I know that God's, you know, He's directing my thoughts. He's directing my speech. He, you know, listen, when you got it in your heart, God's in charge. And so having the, the Word in the heart is important and not just sense knowledge. Uh, seeing and believing. Doubting Thomas, remember, we talked about him this morning. Doubting Thomas had that seeing and believing attitude. Well, if I can see it, I'll believe it. You know, if I can see some, if I can see some evidence, I'll believe it. Faith doesn't look for physical evidence. Faith, what does the Bible say in Hebrews eleven one? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. Faith. Now I'm not trying to get anybody into some. La La Land out here, you know, and, and uh, I've seen some people get into La La Land. You want to see where I didn't cut my finger, you know? Uh, Paula could probably say, you want to see where I didn't get poison ivy? No, that's not what it's about. That's not what, that's not what, uh, that's not what we're talking about. But faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, that word hope is a confident expectation. Uh, it's not just, see, we get the words mixed up in our, in our vocabulary sometimes. I sure hope God heard me. I, I sure hope God comes through. I, I sure hope I didn't think, uh, didn't miss God. <laughs> y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. But that's the wrong kind of hope. The biblical hope is a confident expectation. In fact, if you'll read out and study out that word hope in the Greek and the Hebrew, it's what it exactly means, a confident expectation. You're expecting God to do what He said He would do, and that's where our hope is. I'm not hoping I'm going to make it. I know I'm going to make it, because, you see, we've got that confident expectation in our heart. It's not just something mental ascent. See, if, if you don't have it in your heart, then anything can come along and bump you off a track. Amen? Any little thing. I remember one time we first got our first electric train. Anybody ever have electric trains? You know, y'all didn't get no electric trains. <laughs> we got our first electric train. We had it on a big old piece of plywood, you know, on the tracks. And, and that little train was just going around the circle, you know. And just It was pretty good-sized plywood, about eight foot. And it, that train was just going around and around and around. And then all of a sudden, it just stopped. And we couldn't figure out what in the world was wrong with it. We got to looking. We put it back on the tracks again, and, and, it, and, uh, and nothing would happen. And you know what had happened? A piece of the tree. A tinsel of the tree had fallen on the track and had knocked out the, the source or whatever was needed. Somehow or other, it, it just jammed everything. And, and there was no, electri- no electrical uh, friction or whatever was needed for that train to, to move. And, and, that's what it, and you know what? That's exactly what happens to us in our life. We're just choo-chooing along and choo-chooing along. And all of a sudden, we just boom. What happened? 
What caused this? Brother Clarence said, I wouldn't have no problems. I never said you wouldn't have no problems. No. I didn't say you would never have no trials. I, I never said you wouldn't ever, ever have opportunities to believe God for health and healing or, or supplies and provisions that God... No, no. We're going to have those opportunities to come up. But you see, we're not going to let those little tinsels get on our track and stop the flow. We're going to keep that confident expectation. That's what the hope is. God's got hope in us. Can you say amen? The hope of the Lord. Amen. Now, we read that scripture. And let's go back to 11, uh, Hebrews 11, 1 and 3 again. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Evidence. Faith is substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Now, now, like I said, it's not getting out in la-la land here and saying, you want to see where I didn't cut my hand? You know, I had one lady come up to me and she, she had a big old gash. She said, you want to see where I didn't cut my hand, Brother Clarence? I said, dear Lord, it looks like you need stitches. Brother Clarence, Brother Clarence, that's, oh, where's your faith? Where's your, I said, no, that's just good common sense. I mean, you know, there's faith and then there's common sense too. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to get out here and walk in front of a train and say, okay, thank you, Lord, for protecting me. Guess who's going to win? <laughs> but faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. And by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Now, this is an important scripture. How many believes in creation? This world didn't just have a big bang one day. No, God spoke. God spoke and said. The first day he did this, second day he did this, then, then he took time to make man and woman. But the Bible says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. The worlds were framed by the Word of God. Now, you know what I like to look at it to? My world. My abode. Where I live. Where I habitate. Is framed by the Word of God. What do you mean framed by the Word of God? Well, the Bible said the angels of the Lord are encamped around about those that love Him and fear Him. So that's my, that, this, this is, this is the faith that the God had. I, by faith, I understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, but I understand that also God's in charge of my life and in charge of your life if we'll uh, just adhere to the Word and say, yes, I believe. I believe in my heart what God said. Look at Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Wait a minute. Let me, wait a minute. Trust in the Lord. It's easy to say, oh, I trust God. I trust God. I trust God. I trust God. But then that other part, lean not on your own understanding. See, see what, what happens is we, we, we get excited and we trust the Lord. Because we're in an atmosphere. See, you're, you, come, you come to church, you get in an atmosphere of expectancy, faith, miracles, power. There, there's something about getting together with God's people that the Spirit of the Lord can flow and minister to our needs. And all of a sudden, you see, we, we, we're, we're there in this position 
and the and the place that we are, but we and and we're trusting the Lord. But then all of a sudden, we don't have that feeling. How many come to church and you just boy, I feel good. I love that song we sing. I feel good. I feel good. Just to know I've been redeemed makes me feel good. I like to feel good. I like to listen. I believe that our body, our emotions, our body can be touched by the presence of God because of what we believe in our heart. But he said, lean not to your own understanding. If we could ever get this mastered, get our ideas out of the way. (laughs) Have you ever told God what to do and how to do it? I mean, we may not think that's what we're doing, but we are. We're saying, now, God, we know you can do this, and you're going to do this, you're going to do that. No, just put it in God's hands. If you've got loved ones that need to be saved. Huh? You've got loved ones that need to be saved. And, and you're, you're putting them, okay, Lord, I'm putting them in your hands, Lord. I'm trusting you. Then all of a sudden, something bad happens. And they're, shook, they're shaken up. Oh, and you rush over there and you say, oh, I'm so sorry, darling. I'm so sorry, darling. No, no, no. Just let God work. God's not destroying them. God just bring them to a place to where he can talk to them. Amen. Amen? And sometimes we got to, it's hard. For, listen, I'm a, I'm a parent. We're all parents here. And it's hard to just sit back and take our hands off. I remember um, Francis Hunter. Her and Charles had a healing ministry. God used them. Unique ministries. Unusual. Um, some people may not agree with everything, but I'll tell you what, I saw some things. You know, and they loved the Lord. And But I remember when her son was down in Florida. She was in Houston. And her son was in Florida, and he was going his own way, doing his own thing. And she said, Lord, Lord, get a hold of him. Get a hold of him. And all she just finally she'd pray. You ever prayed through till you just got the, you felt like you had the victory? Isn't that what praying through is? You pray through till you feel that confidence. It's going, and oh boy, she just, oh, he's just going to call me and say, Mom, I'm saved. But he didn't. Some tragic thing happened. And she got on the plane, rushed down there to Florida. And, and no, he just, he just went back into the same old, same old, same old, you know, just rejecting God and not wanting God. And so she turned him over to God. She was praying for him again. And she went back home, was praying for him again. And then something else happened. She rushed down there again. And, and finally said, Lord, I don't understand why you don't just save him. He said, I've been trying to just leave your hands off of him. Get out of my business. Hallelujah. Sometimes, listen, it's difficult. God's not going to destroy anybody, but He'll bring us to our knees. God's not in the business of killing people in that sense. You know what I'm saying? He's not in the business of it. But He will bring us to a point to where we have to humble ourselves and say, yes, Lord. So, don't lean under your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Now, heart faith is what's going to bring real Bible results and real spiritual results in our life, is heart faith. 
believing in our heart, not our mind. I said this morning, and I, I, I believe that sometimes people get caught up in an, an emotional thing, and they'll confess with their mouth. They, they do the right thing, but there's another part to that Scripture. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. Amen? But I, I, I don't, a lot of changes are not happening. A lot of transformations not happening because there's not that believing in the heart. I've heard this statement. You know, parents make the statement to their kids that's backslid or away from the Lord. You need to get back in church. You need to get back. Well, yeah, they need to get back in church. But getting back in church ain't going to do it. Going to church to pacify somebody, to make them feel good about what, you know, you're not living right. And you know you're not living right. But you to go to pacify them, that's not going to get. And listen, we've got to get a heartfelt, heart-based conversion where we believe in our heart. We believe in our heart. Now, mind you, I think people need to confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus. And I believe the convicting power of God can move on people. And they've got to come to that point to where they can make that prayer to the Lord and a commitment of prayer, a prayer of commitment to the Lord. And they've got to do that. And sometimes, you know, you grow in faith. How many knows you grow in faith? You're going to grow in knowledge. And uh, But the thing is, when, when there's that heart felt confession that that uh, spirit led confession you know in our in our inner man that we know we're confessing i mean you, you probably got saved and and you probably slipped and fell some anybody ever slipped and fall some uh probably had more skins on your knees than most of them you know from falling but you know the thing is it, that's where we have that knowledge of the lord if you believe David fell. He fell big time. But you see, he believed. He believed in his heart. He believed what God had spoken in his early youth, in his early days. And when he sinned, yes, he sinned. He did some hideous sins. He committed murder. I mean, he covered it up for almost 24 months, covered up the sin, covered it up. But all of a sudden, (laughs) the Lord knows how to prick our hearts. And you know what started happening to David? See, David was a worshiper. He played that harp. He worshipped out on that desert place when he was tending to the sheep. He put those sheep to sleep by the peaceful strumming on the harp and, and the psalms and the songs that God gave him. And you got, we got a whole book of psalms where he penned most of those in there. And we, we've got them for us to worship the Lord with. But David... Got away from the presence of the Lord. But you see, in his heart, he believed in his heart. He still believed in his heart. And when all of that took place, David reached out by faith and reached beyond time and reached to the time when Jesus came to redeem us with his blood. And he reached in that. Listen, he should have been stoned according to the law. He should have been stoned and an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That was the law. But he reached beyond the law. He reached by faith into the realm of grace where Jesus came and brought grace 
grace. We can't do it on our own. It's not on our merits, but it's through what He did and the blood of Jesus. And by that, what He did by faith, He reached in and said, Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. He didn't say, don't take my palace, don't take my kingdom. He said, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. And he asked God for forgiveness, and, the, and, and God honored his heart, his heart faith. He believed. He believed. And listen, we've got to get to that point where we can believe. Praise God. I've seen backsliders come back to God, and and they 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 just get they go on a uh, they're they're just on a high for about six weeks, you know, and then all of a sudden, boom, they hit the bottom. Now remember, you can't ride on your emotions. <laughs> you, you you can't always go by what you feel. You can't always go by what it looks like. And one day, after you've received the Lord and believed in your heart, all of a sudden those emotional feelings, those, those high feelings that you had, one day they're not there. I'm talking about the feelings. Somebody said, Brother Terrence, do you ever feel like you're not saved? Sometimes I feel like I'm, you know, just out here all by myself sometimes. But I know that I'm not. See, I've learned how to get in the presence of God. And this is what we have to learn to do. And as we do that, we believe in our heart and we get in the presence of the Lord and God takes care of things. But listen, heart faith will bring results. Unbelief is no small issue. Lack of faith is no small issue. Not walking in faith is no small issue. It's, it's a big issue. Why? Because the just shall live by faith. We live by faith. We walk by faith. Everything we do is by faith. And so, it's no small issue. And sad to say, but I believe this. One preacher that we heard minister this several years ago in a conference, he'd got off into drugs, prostitution, pornography, all of these things. A well-known minister. And he would, he, he, but God got a hold of him one day. <laughs> I want to tell you something. When you really have a real experience with the Lord, Holy Ghost ain't going to let you go just because you say you want to. He's going to, God's going to do everything in the world, put up roadblocks and everything else to keep you from making that final decision to turn back. And God got a hold of this preacher. And what got him was he was the Lord brought that scripture to his mind because he was seeing miracles even while he was doing these things. Healings were taking place while he was still doing these things. People coming to the Lord while he was still doing these things. So he said, well, I don't understand that. Well, it's because of the Word. The Word. If the Word's preached, that Word will bring forth results. Amen? But the thing is, the sad thing is, God got a hold of him, and he gave him that scripture. He said, you can say you've done this in my name, and done this in my name, and done all these good things. But when you stand before me, I'm going to say, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. And God got his attention. And not only did he get his attention, but in his heart, he believed what God was saying in that word. And he also believed that there was forgiveness if he would totally turn from his wicked ways. And he did. And I tell you, God's using him around the nation and around the world to minister to full gospel 
preachers and people, and not only that, all denominations of preachers and ministers that think they can get by with anything, but they can't do it because God's not going to allow it. Praise the Lord. But the thing is this, God got a hold of him, and in his heart he believed, and because of his belief in his heart, God brought him back. Hallelujah. So God's a good God. Can you say amen? So what it, believing with the heart is this, knowing that God will keep his word. God didn't say, now, I want you to just go out here and just walk across this ravine and there's no bridge. We're going to have to have faith that God's going to do something. What did Moses do? When the Red Sea was in front of them and it was at its, it was pretty deep at that time of the year. And the, the Pharaoh's army was coming up behind him and, 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 and the people were crying, Lord, what, you, you brought us out here, Moses. We don't, we can't go forward. We can't go backward. We're going to die. Moses went into his tent and he began to cry. But, but, but you know, somebody said, well, how do you know that? Because the Scripture says that the Lord said, why are you in here crying? <laughs> why are you crying? Get out, stand up before the people, and tell them, forward march. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, it took faith, number one, for Moses to believe that God said forward march, and he was going to do what God said. But it took a lot of faith to tell the people, look. Come on, get behind me now. Forward, march. Where are we going, Moses? It's a Red Sea. It's, I mean, it's at, a, it's, it's at its height. And, uh, I mean, the, the ways of... Moses, forward, march. Well, it was, either, it was either go forward in the water or stand there and let the Pharaoh's army come and just crucify them. Amen? But they believed God. And they marched. And when they got there, the waters had parted. Praise God, because all that night, God caused a strong east wind to blow and part those waters. I want to tell you something. You may be standing up against something in your life. We may be standing up against something that we believed God for for years. We may be standing up against something that looks like there's no way that it can happen. But I want to tell you this. If we're obeying God, if we're obeying God, God is working in the nighttime. God's working in the darkness. God's working when you don't see Him working. God's doing some supernatural things for us before you ever realize that He's doing it because He's doing it. And Moses, in the nighttime, God caused a strong east wind to blow and part the waters, and they went forth on dry ground. Hallelujah. Pharaoh said, well, I can do that. No, you can't do that because they, they, that wasn't God's way plan for them. And when they got in there, God just let the waters go on them and drowned them all. Hallelujah. I tell you what, I believe in, we got to believe in our heart. Yeah. Little boy went to Sunday school and he came back from his Sunday school class. His daddy didn't go with him. He let him go. He said, well, son, what they teach you? He said, dad, you're not going to believe this story. He said, the children of Israel, they were in Egypt and they were in bondage. Pharaoh was just, just really making them work hard. Dad, they were dropping dead working hard. And he said, dad, you won't believe this. But they got out there. The Egyptian army was coming up behind them with all their chariots and their, and, and well, he used these terms, with all of their, uh, with all their tanks and heavy artillery, and they were, uh, they were coming after them, and, and, and here, General Moses, he just stood, he said, everybody, just stand still, today you'll see the salvation of the Lord. 
And he said, you know what he did? He got all of his engineers and they built a big bridge across the Red Sea. And everybody went over on dry land and, and, and they got over on the other side. And the, the Egyptian army tried to come up and do it. And God just let the bridge collapse and they all drowned. His daddy said, now son, you know that's not how that story goes. He said, Dad, if you don't believe that one, you ain't going to believe what the teacher told me. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, God does things supernatural. It's not in the natural, it's supernatural. God's a supernatural God. And we've got to understand that God's speaking to us. It's the key to heart faith. Second, 1 Corinthians 2.14, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. We've got to, we've got to, to have a believing heart, we've got to have a discerning heart. The Holy Spirit's got to show us what's going on here and, and be spiritually discerned. See, we don't understand the Bible with our mind. You can't understand it with your mind. It's spiritually understood. This word is spiritually understood. This is our spiritual bread. This is our spiritual food. This is what we live on. This is what we thrive on. And the reason we read certain passages dozens of times and never understand their true meaning, sometimes, how many's ever done that? You read several passages over and over and over and over and over. Sometimes we're trying to get our reading time in. We just read, 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 read. No. You know, Pat, I tell you what, she gets up in the morning, she does through her reading schedule and things that she does, but she always gets these, she gleans these, these nuggets. She brings them to me. And I'm so glad because I'm going to make a good message out of those. <laughs> if she don't beat me to it. But the natural man doesn't receive the spirit, things of the Spirit of God, their foolishness to him. And ne- neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. Spiritually discerned. And so, you know, we, gotta, we, 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 can't, we can't just understand it naturally. It's got to be a spiritual discernment. When we were born again, it was a spiritual discernment. Now, even after you're saved, we still don't have that discernment all the way. How many understands what I'm saying? You, you, all you know is you felt the Lord move in your life and you heard the truth of the gospel and you saw what Jesus did. But as you begin to meditate and you grow in the things of God and you begin to spend your time nurturing your own spirit man with the word of God and in prayer and in the presence of God, you're going to begin to get a revelation a revelation of what Jesus really did, a spiritual revelation, and not just something that you heard in a Sunday school class. How many understand what I'm saying? We, we got to have that spiritual discernment and spiritual revelation in what God is saying. Now, to believe with the heart means to believe with the Spirit. We got to believe with the Spirit of, our, the Spirit of God in us. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. Matthew 4, 4. But every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He was speaking of spiritual food. This is, this is where we're going to get it. This is, when, we, when we begin to believe with the heart, we're getting that spiritual food on the inside of us. And as we get it on the inside of us, we're going to see God begin to reveal this truth to us. Amen? How many, how many, how many here has learned something in the last year and a half? You know, and I'm not saying that I'm the only one teaching anything, but how many understand what I'm saying? But if you hadn't, 
then I need to take inventory. <laughs> but I think we've always got some food. And I think we've always got some nuggets. And we've always got something that will minister to the inner man, the spirit man, so that you can leave here and get out there and say, Glory to God, I'm victorious in Jesus' name. I've got victory. I can walk in victory. Now, the word is spirit and faith food. The word is. We need the word. Now, I believe we need the Word. We need the Holy Ghost. We need the gifts of the Spirit. We need, we need a moving of the Spirit. How many understand what I'm saying? I always refer back to Brother Osteen because he had such nuggets. He, and he was preaching one time, and he, and he told me, he said, Brother Clarence, he said, remember these three things. Remember these, what I'm getting ready to tell you. He said, if, if you get all Word, you're going to dry up. <laughs> He said, if you get all spirit, you know, that's the Holy Ghost move. If you get all that, you're going to blow up. But if you get the Word and the Spirit, you're going to grow up. Hallelujah. See, God's wanting us to grow and mature and be what God's called us to be. Listen, there may be times here that we come to church and we just, we hit the Word, hit the Word, hit the Word, hit the Word, hit the Word. Then one time we come in, boy, the Holy Ghost just... Amen? Y'all get ready. I said, get ready. Listen, because what God does, He gets that Word. That's our substance. That's what makes us grow. That, that's what gives us understanding. And that Word is... A, then the Holy Ghost is going to come and mesh with that. And we're all going to grow up. Hallelujah. And be mature. Believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Now, God does not lie. Turn to somebody and say, God doesn't lie. What does the Bible say in Numbers 23, 19? God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do, or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? God will make it good. Can you say amen? James 1, 17 said, every good and every perfect gift is from above. And comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or variableness or shadow of turning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's no shadow of turning with the Lord. There's no variableness with Him. He's the same. He's always going to do it. Hebrews 3.12. Writer here, Paul, I believe is Paul. Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you in an evil heart of unbelief. Now... Many times when you read in the New Testament and it talks about the heart of unbelief, that word evil is with it. Anything that's not godly is evil, right? But he said, since a promise remain, brethren, beware lest any of you of an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Unbelief. Now, belief is that ex confident expectation knowing that God is, will, and do what He said He would do. So unbelief, when you get into the, uh, the um, Greek and Hebrew of unbelief, that is literally, you just want to get right down to it, rebellion. 
That's what it, that's what it literally, literally means. That's what the meanings of these words, it's rebellion. Disobedience. That was disobedience. Rebellion. How many remember when you were a kid, you, you disobeyed? What was you doing? You was rebelling. It was a form of rebellion. And what do we do when, in our walk with the Lord? If there's disobedience, we're rebelling. <laughs> we're rebelling against the Lord. And, and so we don't want to get into the rebellion part of it. Amen? Hebrews uh, 4, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since a promise remains us of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them. Listen, we've had enough word here. Uh, and I'm just talking about my tenure here. We've had enough word here that there's no reason why we can't reach out and get what God wants us to have. Hallelujah. But let us fear, lest any of us come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached as well to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not been mixed with faith in those that heard it. So they never entered into that rest, that spiritual rest. Come unto me, all you that labored or heavy laden, and I will give you rest, is what Jesus said. Rest. We've got to come to that place where we have rest in our spirit. See, you can do warfare and still rest in the Lord. You can come against the powers of darkness and still rest in the Lord. Because you've got that confidence in your heart that God's doing what He said He would do, and God's not going to let us down. Hallelujah! Because we believe in our heart. Look what it said in Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall, what? Direct your paths. So don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. See, the spirit of the heart believes in the Word regardless of seeing, hearing, or feeling. We, we've got to get that down in our spirit. We, we, regardless of what we see, hear, or feel, the Word is still the dominant force. Hallelujah! Now, I'm not talking about doing something foolish. You know, if your body's weak, you rest. Amen? I, I, how many understand what I'm saying? We don't just do foolish things. And one little lady, though, was in a church, and she just, she had real faith. And so these little brothers in the Lord, they said, well, let's just play a little trick on her and see what she does. And they went up to her one night and they said, sister, I guess if God told you to run through a brick wall, you'd do it. She just squared her shoulders back. She said, well, if God told me to run through a brick wall, it's my business to run. His business to have a hole there when I get there. That's resting. I said, that's resting. That's resting in what God says. What does God tell us to Lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. Cast out devils. The devils have got to obey. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are, are y'all seeing what God's telling us tonight? We've we got to have that believing heart. Believe in our heart that what God says He'll do. Now, the Bible said in Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 7, 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. God's directing our steps every day. I believe every day we're directed by God. Every day we're directed by God. Sometimes the assignment that God puts you on, He may direct you, and you may go, in, you may go in towards the direction that God said to go. Then God will say, okay, go this way, and you go that way. And then he'll, You know, Pat and I left uh, Massachusetts, we're coming down to Texas, and God directed us. We had perfect peace. Had a great trip, great move, got here. God opened up a nice place to live in. She always wanted a swimming pool. We didn't have a personal swimming pool, but right where we, our townhouse was, we had the swimming pool right out there, and nobody was ever there. We just went out there and just had a good time. Amen. Just relaxed in the afternoons and in the evenings and just, uh, you know, enjoyed it. And, uh, you, you know, but, but, you know, God just directed us there. But that wasn't the final resting place. God put us there. God put her there, and she went. She was working for a minister there, and she had to do QuickBooks. She'd never done QuickBooks in her life, and uh, we'd thought of, we'd thought about doing it for our own ministry, you know, getting it together. But we had something else that we was using, and and but we did. But she she had to learn QuickBooks, and she learned it. And you know what? We came up here after God directed us this direction, and guess what? Sherry knew QuickBooks, but Sherry didn't want to do it all by herself. <laughs> and so Pat, she had knowledge of QuickBooks, so they could all work together in it. Isn't that good? But God directed our steps, every step. Somebody said, well, how long did it take you to get in the will of God? We was in the will of God the day we left. The day we loaded up the truck, we was in the will of God. The day we unloaded the truck there in Montgomery, we lived there for about a year and a half, wasn't it? And we lived there, and it was all in the will of God. God directed our steps. God directed our path. And then God opened up this for us, and God spoke to our hearts. God spoke to our hearts. Uh, you know, I've always told people, we're not hired, although we are hired. How many understand what I'm saying? But I wasn't looking for a job. I wasn't looking for just an income. How many understand what I'm saying? You know, that's, that's not what we were after. But you see, God directed our steps. And spoke to our hearts. Even when they called us and told us that we were voted in, we still said, well, we got to have a couple of days to pray about this. <laughs> and we did. And while we were praying, God gave her a vision. God spoke to my heart. And we got together and we knew, we knew that we knew that we knew that this was where God wanted us. We're here because God put us here. We're here. I'm going to preach to you like we got a house full every time we come together. I'm going to put everything I've got into what I've got to give you. Because, you see, we're going to grow spiritually. And when the others come in, we're able to help them spiritually. But God put us here. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Can you say amen? Now, Heart faith gets the image in the heart before the manifestation. We're talking about believing with the heart. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, there's that word hope again. That's not like out here wringing your hands. I sure hope God does something. Boy, I sure hope God heard me when I prayed. Dear Lord, I tell you, I sure. No, no, no. Hope is that confident expectation. Hope is that confident expectation. So, what, what he said, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. And by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Praise God. The Word says the worlds were framed by the Word of God. I want to tell you something. You can frame your world with the Word. Hallelujah. Brother Osteen, I'll never forget when he was going off on a mission trip. He went along on mission trips and he was going over to India. And uh, every time he left to go on a mission trip, everybody in the house got sick. Devil attacked. Every time he got ready to go on a mission field, they, they, the devil would just attack. Even the dogs got sick, you know. I mean, everybody got sick. And so he was getting ready to go. And sure enough, the devil tried to put a little symptom here and there on his five children that he had. And he got out there one day. He said, I'm going. The devil's not going to stop me. We're, to, we're supposed to go preach. This is before he started pastoring. He was just going on mission work and doing stuff. And he said, "We're going. I'm going. And he got out there. He said, just, he got in the lead. He had Dodie put her arms around his waist. And the older kids put their arms around each other's waist and their mother's waist till the little one, April, was way back here, the little bitty one. And she had her arm around the leg or something, I think, because she couldn't reach up to the waist. But then they had Scooter the dog. And he was back there with them. I mean, he got them all in there. He said, now what? You just follow after me. And they just, he said, we're a choo-choo train. <laughs> and they just started marching around their property. They had five acres out there. And they just started marching around that property and said, Devil, the blood of Jesus is applied. The blood of Jesus is applied. We're redeemed by the blood of Jesus. We're kept by the blood of it. They just marched around that property. Little Scooter was just walking around, wagging his tail, going with them, you know, yapping and barking. I think he was saying it in dog, dog talk, you know. But they were speaking the word. They were speaking the word. They were framing their world with the Word of God. And you know what happened? Nobody got sick, and nobody got sick after that. Hallelujah. Except one time, Dodie, she came down with this little thing called cancer. But you know what happened? She stood her ground. She stood her ground. And God healed her. God healed her. I mean, they're still getting healed. She had a little Hindu man come. She still has prayer times of praying for people. And she does it once a week. And he came, this little Hindu man. He came and he had the same kind of cancer that Dodie had. And she ministered to him and ministered salvation to him first. And he accepted the Lord right there. And then she prayed for him. And he came back in a couple of weeks. And he came back with a full, clean report. God had healed him. Hallelujah. Listen, the Word is real. We frame our world by our words. You ever use that word, I'm afraid? I'm afraid this is going to happen. I'm afraid this bad thing is going to take place. I'm afraid. You know, I told our people, I said, if you've got to use that word afraid, use it for your benefit. You know, the Bible said the thing that Job feared came upon him. 
That's what he said. Job even admitted that. He, see, in the first chapter of Job, he prayed every day for his children because, he said, they might have sinned a great sin against God. Fear. Fear. Fear will cause you to do a lot of things. You can even pray in fear. But I tell them, if you're going to have to use the word afraid, use it for your benefit. Instead of afraid I'm going to get sick, or afraid I'm not going to have enough money to pay my bills, say, I'm just afraid I'm just going to be well. I'm just afraid I'm going to have more money than I know what to do with. I'm afraid my kids are going to just straighten up and be good. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just afraid they're going to get full of the Holy Ghost and preach the gospel. Hallelujah. And all of them are in the ministry. Praise the Lord. All of them. Paul was a medical doctor in, in, in Little Rock, Arkansas. He was a chief surgeon up there. And God spoke to him to come back to Houston after his father died. And, and he opened up a clinic for the poor people. And just offered, and never charged them anything. He got volunteer nurses and doctors. And they ministered to people in the medical field that way. And now he goes over to Kenya and Africa. He goes over there. He, he spends up to six months at a time over there. Just ministering and doing surgeries and ministering to people. Listen. Faith works. I said, faith works. And we just need to say, yes, Lord, I'm going to believe you. Amen? Look, what did Romans 4.17 says? I'm going to quit here in just a minute. As it is written, God speaking about Abraham, I made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which, which do not exist as though they did. Huh? Did you all know that was in the Bible? <laughs> We're always speaking the facts. Come on, Brother Clarence. Now, the facts are this. Well, let's speak what the Word says. Amen. The Word is the truth. And it supersedes any facts that we've got. Amen? But He gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Look at Hebrews eleven twenty seven By faith, talking about Moses, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Hallelujah. I tell you, what's going to keep us going is that believing in our heart. Believing in our heart. Knowing that God. Hebrews eleven seventeen nineteen. By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called. Con concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which also he received him in a figurative sense. In other words, Abraham believed that God could raise him from the dead because God said out of his own, the son that was produced by him, that was where the seed was going to come from. Hallelujah. And he believed it. He believed what God said. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob in Hebrews eleven twenty through 22. And Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of his sons, uh, each of the sons of Joseph, and worshipped, and leaning on the top of his staff. And by faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel, and gave instructions concerning his bones. Joseph. Joseph. Remember Joseph? He was one sold into slavery. Joseph. He ended up being a prince. He ended up getting in high authority there in the kingdom. And then when he died, see, the, the children of Israel were in bondage for 400 years. And when he died, he gave instructions by faith. When you leave, when God visits you, take my bones with you. Hallelujah. And you know what? 
his bones were taken. Praise the Lord. Because faith, faith works. Can you say amen? Oh, I tell you, do you believe this? I believe it, don't you? I believe God does all these things well. Because that's the kind of God he is. God's given us all things. I said God's given us all things. God's given us all things. God's given us health. God's given us victory. God's given us our children. Your children will be saved according to the Word. If we stand on it, our children will be saved. Somebody says, well, you don't know what I got. No, God does. Our children will be saved. Alcoholics have been saved. And God's brought them up and, and used them in a mighty way for the glory of the Lord. Nothing's impossible with God. Can you say amen? amen? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Isn't that what God said? Be doers of the Word, not hearers only. Oh, thank God. God's got something good for us. I said, God's got something good for us. Victory's ours in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Let that heart faith come alive. Uh, doubt has no place in our life. See, doubt, the word doubt means, in di- is, the Greek word is diakrino, which means to be divided between two opinions. That's what doubt is. You've got to either believe or don't believe. You've you got to come to that point where you say, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. <laughs> Isn't that what the little man told Jesus? Help thou my unbelief. And I tell you, we've got to come to that place. Sometimes we get overwhelmed. We can get overwhelmed. I mean, we can get overwhelmed in things. But you know what we've got to do? Come to that place. Lord, help thou my unbelief at this point. And God will reach down and help our unbelief. Because, listen, heart faith. Heart faith. I want heart faith. Believe in your heart. Believe in your heart. God doesn't lie. Can you say amen? Lift your hands and just thank God tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that your word's truth. We receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe what God's word declares. I believe what God's word declares. Oh, yes. Holy is the Lord, and mighty is His name. King of all heaven, yet down to earth He came. Angels sing His praise, all earth. Shall do the same. Holy is the Lord, and mighty is His name. Let's just shut our eyes and sing it to Him. Holy is the Lord, and greatly mighty is His name. King of all heaven. Yet down to earth He came. Angels sing His praise. All earth 
shall do the same. Holy is the Lord, and mighty is His name. Oh, in His presence, in His presence, there is peace. In His presence, in His presence, there is joy. I will linger, I will stay in your presence day by day till your likeness can be seen in me. Just lift your hand and say, Lord, I'm going to get in your presence. Oh, in your presence, in your presence, there is peace. In your presence, in your presence, there is joy. I will linger, I will stay in your presence day by day till your likeness can be seen in me. I want every head bowed for just a moment. You know, I believe every one of us are believers tonight. I know we are. But some things can be overwhelming you, and this is that place and that time where you need to just say, Lord, I need that heart faith. I need to believe in my heart. I need to believe with all that's in me. That you will not fail. You cannot fail. And I want us just to get that situation that whatever it is, it's coming against you, coming against your family, coming against your children, coming against your spouse. And say, Father, I'm going to lift it to you. So let's just lift our hands and just lift it to Him tonight. Just lift it up to Him right now. <laughs> Father, we lift it to You. We lift it to You right now. God, we believe in our heart. We believe in our heart that You're the answer. You're the solution. You can do all things and You do it well. And Father, we receive it in the name of Jesus. And Father, we just give You glory for it. We just give You praise. Thank You, Lord. Lift those children to the Lord. Lift them up. Start looking for the good that God's doing in their lives. Start looking at the things that God's doing supernaturally. God's doing something. We're committed to Him tonight. Lord, we commit it to You. We thank You, Lord, that nothing, nothing, nothing shall stand before You. And Your Word will prevail. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, just lift your hands and thank God for doing it now. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank You. We praise You. We glorify Your name for doing what You said. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. You know, my mother had a big old garter in her throat. 
And every morning she'd go and stretch her neck and look at that garter. She went to Jack Cole's meeting. I was just a kid. I got front row seat back then. <laughs> she got in that prayer line and Jack Cole was noted for uh, his aggressiveness. <laughs> I mean, in that prayer line that night, some guy had a big old tumor in his stomach. And Jack Cole just buried his fist in his stomach and said, In the name of Jesus, that man had to pull his pants up. That thing just went just like that. I mean, miracles were happening. My mother, she was looking for an exit off of that ramp. You know, she saw all of this stuff slapping them in the... Uh, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, things were happening. Supernatural. My mother got up there in front of him and... <laughs> Jack Cole said, anybody, one of you ladies got one of those little compact mirrors, bring it up here. Somebody brought him one. He said, a lady, I want you to just, I want you just to stretch your neck like you do every morning. Uh, she did, because we knew what she did every morning. She'd get in that mirror and stretch that neck and look at that garter. And it was growing. It was getting bigger, you know, and she stretched it. He said, now stretch your neck like you do every morning. He said, is it there? She said, yes. He said, okay. He just spoke the word and said garter be gone in Jesus name and he got that mirror he said now don't you stretch your neck and look and you know what it was gone she didn't have it no more hallelujah why because God his word supersedes everything praise the name of the Lord hallelujah victory's ours but we got to get to that point where we can look to Him, the author and the finisher of our faith, and believe that He is and He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Amen? Oh, thank you, Lord. Well, let's just stand to our feet tonight. Glory to God. Nothing's impossible. I said nothing's impossible. Don't look at that situation as impossible. Nothing's impossible with God. God can move. He's moving when you don't know He's moving. <laughs> Praise God. Father, thank you for being with us tonight. Bless us as we go. And as we go, we leave here praising you. Praising you. Well, let's just praise the Lord. Just hug somebody. Praise the Lord. Let all of God's people praise the Lord. Lift up those holy hands. Shake off those heavy bands. Let all of God's people praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. See you all Wednesday night. Tuesday morning, those that can make it over to the rest home. Hallelujah. All things are possible.